Hello, everyone. Welcome to TAP, the Amplify podcast. It is a conversational style podcast hosted by Nanette and Kem. Our conversations are born out of a deep sisterhood and friendship. The podcast features some of these conversations on growth, faith, discomfort, forgiveness, resentment, gratitude, friendships, motherhood, and love. We are not psychologists or proclaimed psychoanalysts, but we are humans with shared experiences, raising other male and female humans, working with humans from all works of life. We are focused on sharing our insights and experiences on our growth journey. This is not a woman-focused podcast. It is for everyone, including children. Yes, gather those children. Welcome to this first season called Aware. Uh, this is the first episode of the season. And a little backstory to why this started. It's been a year of confinement, lockdowns, COVID, global pandemic, and we've all had some time to just be with ourselves, discover ourselves, our aches, our likes. Um, pay attention to our bodies, pay attention to our head, pay attention attention to our space, basically. And I think it's a good time for us to rediscover what we like and what we don't like. And that's what this podcast is really about in this first episode. It's just about us. About ourselves, like what we like and not like about ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. And what we do with that, uh-huh. you know. And, well, Lynette, what's the... What, what, I mean, what, we, this first season is really about awareness perhaps to be aware of self uh-huh. and it's an acronym so right. should we tell them i think we should um so a attention to self um w work on self another a affirmation of self and then resourceful for self and the last bit is evolving and This is a process, right? It literally is a step-by-step process um, that spells this awareness that we come into uh, as a first step of our self-improvement, of our journey towards growth, as our evolution of who we are and who we need to be and who we think we can be and should be. Yeah, exactly. And I think with the past year, there's been a lot of introspection. If you haven't introspected in this past year, then you haven't been on this earth because it's been a tough year, more like a, you know, a a big, huge year for everyone. So it's a good thing to introspect. It's a good thing to um, reevaluate what your life has been like in the past year. And perhaps how to grow from it all, because we can't wallow in all the I did not and could not and should not and have not. Mm-hmm. And perhaps focus on what to do with the nots, you know. I like that. What to do with the nots. Yeah, what to do with the nots. Awesome. Let's jump into the attention to self. Yes, exactly. What do you think that is, though? Like, because I hear like a lot of people, when you say self-awareness or attention to self, it sort of translates to self-care. So what would you say are like the three things that are very much attention to self? Like what, what would you say it entails? So we owe ourselves three things. To know, to love, 
and to serve. That's so beautiful. No love and serve, which is like almost the reason, the essence of our being. Why were we made? Why do we exist? We actually are made to be seen, to be known, and to be loved. Yeah, exactly. That's what we all really crave. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have to start with self for that for that to flow to other people um, around us. Yeah. And knowing who and what you are, loving yourself, the imperfections and the struggles, serving your heart and yourself so that you can grow. That's so true because... You know, when you think about knowing yourself, you think about who are you to yourself? Like, are you growing yourself? Are you nurturing yourself? Are you destructive to yourself? Do you know yourself as someone who is kind, someone who is being loved everlastingly? You know, like, what is yourself to you? And I think even, like, for for our children and for our friendships it's important to know who we are and what we bring and like you always say Nanette whose you are because that's that's a starting point if you know who you are but you don't know whose you are you're lost you know so it's almost finding yourself and knowing like how you see yourself in your particular state as a woman as a man as a husband or as a wife as a child as a daughter as a sister like in all of these particular states mm-hmm. who are you are you the one who is the provider are you the one who is the carer are you the one who is the grower the nurturer who are you because we've spent so much time placing labels on ourselves and really forgetting who we are and what <sighs> we drink who are you to yourself yeah yeah exactly who are you to yourself like not just to others around you. Like this is an introspection, right? Mm -hmm. This is really about the person who is observing from the inside. Mm -hmm. And who are you to yourself? Um, This attention to self, I think it's important that we distinguish for our listeners what it is not. Exactly. What is it not? I think it's not self-care. No, it's not. It's not not Mm self-indulgence or self-pity or gratification. None of those. Not over-reliance on self. Um, Not self-centeredness. Definitely not an exaggerated sense of importance. Um, So this is a this is this is something that will test you. If if you're not going to be honest with yourself, probably this journey is not for you. Definitely not. If you're looking for constant praise along this journey, you probably would not get very far. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that, you know, you shouldn't be able to rejoice at your milestones or efforts towards it, but we do want you to be kind to yourself along this journey. So um, just starting with starting with the silence first of all mm-hmm. you've had a lot of time to spend with yourself mm-hmm. through this period and and recognize certain aspects that may need work yeah understanding that um putting the effort into those parts of yourself will eventually bring you some happiness it will bring some happiness to you um 
not looking outward, but looking inward at how can I begin to make the changes that are good for me, good for this inner person that is looking outward and not rearrange things on the outside. Like, let's stop doing that. Let's try and do things on the inside and the outside wouldn't need to shift too much to comfort us. So true. Because, I mean, like we always hear growing up to thyself be true. You know, so knowing yourself includes knowing everything that makes you you. What are those things that make you strong? What are those things that cause you to be resentful? What are those things that cause your discomfort? What are those things that you are completely unforgiven about? What are those things that bring you joy and happiness? It's actually mm. sitting down right. and asking yourself these questions because those are all the things that make you you. And then knowing how to hold yourself accountable for the knowledge you have of yourself. And I guess what you've also said about, you know, what um, self-awareness is not brings us to knowing how to show love for self, mm -hmm. you know, because we think self-care is love for self, but sometimes it can become self-indulgence. It can become some form of even addiction, you know, because self-care is having balance, mm -hmm. knowing when, you know, that care becomes something that is taking you away from your responsibilities. And there's always a thin line to, you know, indulging oneself. Mm -hmm. So loving yourself is almost like doing things in moderation for your own good and not, and not really for your own avoidance of what it is that you need to hold yourself accountable for or responsible for. How, 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 how do our listeners start with this, right? So if you've listened up, Till now, we're in the nine-minute mark. Uh, you probably are here because you think that you can get something out of this. There needs to be some kind of practicality to all this. Exactly. We're not going to get philosophical about exactly. it and exactly. be all spiritual about it. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. People really want to know the how. Mm -hmm. um, personally, I would. I would say from my own journey, do not be afraid of silence. Exactly. Of that uncomfortable silence. Do like not. just not having any distraction, not having anybody, just listening to yourself or even not listening to anything that comes from your inside. Because sometimes the things we say to ourselves can be distracting. I mean, you're quiet and you're saying, oh gosh, what I didn't do yesterday. Oh, you know. It's the I mean? mind chatter. Yeah, it's like the, stops. yeah. Like, Blank, just try and blank out. How do you do that? How do you tell somebody to blank out? You can't have an empty mind. Like, it you doesn't can't. really it's work It's really like tough, that. right? But it's almost like saying to yourself, now stop it. Okay, you need to stop it. Like, I, I find myself even like, when I'm doing work, I'm talking to myself inside. Even like, things where, times that I should be quiet, I'm talking to myself inside. And I constantly have to bring myself back and say, no, 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 no. No, can you just focus? You know? But you say something about like, meditation having to help and just learning how to quieten the mind how yeah so how that? how do you manage impulses especially when wanting to pay attention to self it's a muscle mm -hmm. it is a muscle that needs to be trained and the more you train it the more automatic it becomes in situations see we are built to self heal and regulate mm -hmm. but we need to build the muscle for self-regulation and healing it doesn't come automatically 
Mm-hmm. Some may be more natural than others, but it really doesn't come automatically. Mm-hmm. We have natural inclinations that override all the time. And so if we, first of all, tell ourselves not to be afraid of the silence or the stillness, the noise can be very distracting. So the first step is to do the opposite of noise, which is quiet. And if you if you meditate, if you take on the practice of meditation, I'm sure some of you are rolling your eyes and you're like, oh, here we go again with this meditation. <laughs> like, what is there's that? a reason why it's been there for centuries. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why it's an age-old practice across mm-hmm. all the different spiritualities. Exactly. Even atheists. Yes, even atheists. It doesn't matter. It works. Mm-hmm. And it works because it is a muscle. It, build, it is exercise to build that muscle, rather. Mm-hmm. And so the more you're able to exercise your mind to be still, acknowledge the things coming and release them. Don't cling to them. Don't indulge. Do not um, force yourself to suppress. Just imagine waves at the beach coming and going. Imagine if we had to cling to one. Imagine if nature cl- clung to one wave <laughs> i don't think the beach will be fine i don't think so no so we we have to practice the muscle we have to practice the exercise of building that muscle of stillness through the practice of meditation mm-hmm. mindfulness mm-hmm. which other ways do you think i think even things like finding uh, i i mean this sounds really strange but i i think of old women who knit but I realize that those things that they do, the attention they have to pay to each thread is for a reason. Because you can't be distracted internally to be able to knit properly. Do you know the flip side of that? And even like needlework, what is? The flip side of what you just said about knitting is that knitting is quite repetitive. But that's the thing about, um, you know, stillness. Yes. There is power in repetition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The sun has done the same thing <laughs> creation and now <laughs> over and over and over again. There is power in monotony. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Actually, let's decorate it a bit and call it exalted monotony. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is power in that. Mm-hmm. The sun, the moon, the waves. Mm-hmm. They're all repetitive. Mm-hmm. Look at nature all around you. There's a reason why it does the same thing for the most non- billions of years. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why there is stillness. In repetition. In repetition. So true. I mean, it brings me to this episode of uh, I watched of The Good Fight. I don't know if anyone watches it. But this lady comes into, I don't know if it's A Good Fight or The Good Wife. One of them. But the, but the lady comes in. But it was with, something good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But a lady comes in with a notebook and she's doodling like circles, like millions of circles. And the, you know, the, the lawyer was like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, this is like my 15th exercise book, my 15th notebook that I've used to do the circles. But you felt like she was, those circles helped her to manage her thoughts, mm-hmm. manage her presence, everything. But then I find that it's because of the calming effect of mm-hmm. repeating those circles over and over again. And then when she flipped the book, mm-hmm. you could see that there were times when those circles were carved. There mm-hmm. were times when they were just perfect straight lines. Mm-hmm. There were times when those circles like formed something. Right. So 
it's also a way of just learning how to be mindful, mm. calming yourself. And that's what, that's how we start to manage our impulses, to pause, mm. to take a minute to say, okay, let me wait a minute and see what my reaction should be. Mm. And then, you know, I also wanted to think about like, with, how do we tell younger listeners? Like, right. how do you, how are you able to circle back to um, this thing of, you know, being more attentive to yourself? That's difficult for them. It is, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, if I had to tell my younger self this, I don't know how I'd have, you know, put mm-hmm. it. But um, but with with young people, um, much younger people, teenagers mm-hmm. and, you know, even like twins as well, like in the preteens, um, it's smaller things for them. Can't really put them into meditation or mm-hmm. any of those types of things. But they can have pauses, mm-hmm. you know, they can have many pauses during the day mm-hmm. and be aware of their bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, you, they can have pauses where it's just a breath, mm-hmm. literally a breath. There's a really nice one. And I say, look up. I say today, if you ever have a tough time, just look at the sky. Mm-hmm. Just look up, take a moment to look up. There's something about recollecting yourself when you look at a space larger than yourself. Yeah. It just makes you, there's something comforting about knowing that you don't have to do it alone, that all of the universe is there just being present, just being present, Mm -hmm. you know? And if you do that, maybe, maybe, maybe you try that. Know? Because it's all around us. There's a reason why we are not living here in isolation of the beautiful natural environment. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be like dark and ugly, but it's not. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's got all these beautiful things around us for a reason. It's to help you center as many times as you want through the day. Exactly. I mean, it's also a thing of, you know, like I think of like if if I had like someone who was very impulsive living mm. with me, like a child or a teenager, having to say to them, you know, teaching them how to be introspective, because I think that's also where they learn to be mindful, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to be more attentive to self and their actions. Exactly. Taking even a big, yeah. Even taking, just that. Yeah. Just a big, big, even a big old man can do that. I take a deep breath in and breathe out. It helps. And with that, you're able to say, okay, what what did I just do? Mm-hmm. What happened when I did that? Mm-hmm. What could I have done? And what could have happened if I had done what I could have done? Mm-hmm. You know, So it's like asking yourself those questions and circling back and saying, okay, this is a better decision or better action that I should have taken at the time. There's something that comes to me now when we talk about this. And I, I found this um, on Pinterest. And it's a few things, like a few small things. Mm-hmm. And it starts with unclench your jaw, soften your tongue, relax your eyes, roll down your shoulders, release your belly, take a deep breath. <laughs> I mean, you can pick one or all. Yeah, exactly. You know, you can pick something, but this is awareness of self. Yeah, just feeling like. Even like trying to go to, like, even like when you're really angry and like, you know, there are biological or physical reactions that happen when you're angry. Yes. Like even trying to do the reverse of those things helps you to become more in control because 
the attention to self is not just knowing of self, loving of self, it's also being able to control oneself. Because, yes. because when you've learned to pay attention to yourself, you learn to control every part of yourself. True. You know, and take charge of, of, of you. True. So the impulsiveness is controlled. You know, you have a better understanding of the things that trigger you and how to, you know, and how to mitigate them or stop them completely. Um, and, you know, there's something you said about, you know, being comfortable with discomfort. Mm. And how does that tie into one being able to, to love yourself, or to mm. lead yourself? Like, mm. how does discomfort to, mm. with ourselves, allow us to be better leaders of ourselves? You know? <sighs> discomfort can have like a whole, you know, session on its own. But yeah. it really comes into play in this very first session attention to self because a lot of the reason why people do not pay attention to mm. self is because it's uncomfortable it's uncomfortable right yes like just sitting out with yourself and no, staring that's uncomfortable like yeah. why the silence why am i doing this what's this about um, <laughs> let's let's finish with noise like what is this, <laughs> this the nonsense TV. yes the TV. so there is a big part of the struggle of attention to self being because you're uncomfortable mm -hmm. you don't like discomfort but getting comfortable with discomfort, really, really important. Because we're not made up of only nice, pretty parts. Mm -hmm. We have dark parts as well. Mm -hmm. The same way that we have different kinds of emotions. Mm -hmm. You know, some of them are, you know, the ones that make us a bit more, you know, palatable feel good and some of them are not really nice no, you know no. but they help us through things mm -hmm. so the discomfort that you feel when you pay attention to self is an indication that you're doing something right yeah exactly that you're actually hitting something that needs work mm -hmm. if you're not uncomfortable at all then you probably don't have any work to do around that yeah. area yeah you know but once you start to feel discomfort then you know this is something that I shouldn't, you know, ignore. Yeah. This is something that actually needs my attention mm -hmm. to work through. Mm -hmm. It's a bit like doing an examine or like examination of self or even like um, doing an evaluation. It's like when you're working, you're trying to like do a self-evaluation before the the performance assessment. Like a performance assessment. Exactly. You have to evaluate yourself. It's so uncomfortable. Saying to yourself, okay, well, I was supposed to do this, but I didn't do it right. You know, I, I, you know, I, I, I totally flunked at it. So I think we need to even be more comfortable with having to sit down in the silence and say, you know, because in the silence, you begin to notice things about yourself and things proper. People lie to themselves yeah. as well. What do we do when we're lying to ourselves? How do we take notes of that? How do we, how do we not fall into that trap of lying to ourselves while we're trying to pay attention to ourselves? it's really hard i think i think for me i think sometimes sincere journaling helps mm. like reflection and, and this and journaling and reflection self-reflection helps even with like younger people like sitting down and saying to yourself what great things did i do today like i ask sometimes i, I say to, to my kids when i'm in a good mood mm -hmm. um who was kind to you and who were you kind to mm. who could you have been kinder to today mm. um who could you have who could you have helped more today who was most helpful? And I think even as adults, these are questions we need to ask. Like every time we have an encounter with someone 
or we have something to do and we perhaps have done it and probably felt we didn't do it right, is to ask ourselves, did I really put my best foot forward? Did I really do it well like I should? It's hard to be honest to yourself, again, yeah. because of pride. But even in like paying attention to self, you have to make a decision. It's a choice mm-hmm. to say, I'm going to be true to myself because mm-hmm. that is the way you can serve yourself. You can't serve yourself if you're insincere. Right. You can't serve others if you're insincere because you will be insincere with them. True. So you have to know what you're really feeling, what you know of yourself that nobody else does. And then say to yourself, how can I correct it if it's bad? And how can I escalate it if it's good? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yep. And then I was just thinking as well, like, you know, because in the beginning you, you had said, you know, like the three big things about self is knowing self loving self and serving self you know, right how can we serve ourselves like what are those things we can do to serve ourselves and big thing is being open to growth because that's what this podcast is really about True. so the big way of serving ourselves is to be open to growth but like what other ways can we serve ourselves if we're on this growth journey as a beginner sincerity to self sincerity exactly sincerity to self you cannot grow if you think you don't have any to change mm-hmm. right? sure if you feel like you need to give an excuse for why you behaved in a certain way and it's always not uh, something out of your control mm-hmm. you know that caused you to behave in that way mm-hmm. so just that accountability to be sincere with yourself as well mm-hmm. um, it's really key yeah um, just being able to take the time to reflect this issue of being comfortable with discomfort is huge you have to you have to actually face those things you also need to be ready to embrace silence exactly you really can't do a lot with noise i mean in this past year i think everyone has realized that silence is the most uncomfortable thing like it's even like being in a cathedral and you're with your newborn baby and everywhere is silent and then the baby just goes (laughs) wah you're like Having this sense of relief. Thank God someone made noise now. This, you know, it's so funny. But yes, but silence. Silence is golden. How mm. cliche, but silence mm. is golden. Yeah. Yes. So we've tapped into stuff today. We've tapped into attention to self. So what should be our three Ps? Three Ps here is what we say to ourselves. Three Ps um, stands for plan, what the plan is. Mm-hmm. Um, practice, when and how can we practice some of the things in our plan? And then how do we protect the practice? Because that is what really brings progress. Like mm. when we protect the practice, mm. we progress to the next phase or the next level mm. or the next, uh, the next self. The next self. I like next that. Self, next self. Awesome. Like, so, I mean, the plan here is to, um, to start. Yeah. Okay. Start. To start, um, start by just... <sighs> Committing to wanting to do more. Exactly. Yeah, committing. committing. Committing to want to do exactly. more. And, you know, in terms of practice, it's just saying that I am embracing silence and I'm embracing being comfortable with certain types of discomfort that I know will come in the process of this. Mm-hmm. You know, taking that time to practice some kind of silence every day if you can um in the morning maybe before you move and you grab that phone maybe you practice that small amount of silence and start really small incrementally
incremental over time, but start small. You can be on two minutes for a while, like for years. Don't be hard on yourself. Be kind to yourself. Know that this is for your growth. You know, and, and growth is hard. It is hard. Growth is uncomfortable, but it's extremely rewarding. How do we protect this practice? I think for me, like I was just thinking about that, like, you know, if I said to myself, my plan for this week is to commit to 10 minutes silence. So the plan is to commit to 10 minutes silence. The practice is a 10 minute silence. How am I going to protect that? I might have to call in Annette and say, Annette, at exactly 3 p.m., can you call me? I'll put you on speaker, but I'll be silent. And after 10 minutes, you can say, Kim, you can get up 10 minutes done. I'm, I'm, too, I'm too busy for that. <laughs> No, but like, you know, protecting that practice is, comes with you actually finding someone who can do it with you. What if you don't have anybody? How about you make a non-negotiable commitment to yourself? But it's tough. Like It's tough. It's tough to make. So I think that's why, I mean, not to sound cliche or anything. I think that's why, you know, Noah's Ark had to go with two people in it, two animals, two humans, two you always yeah, need two by two. two by two. You always need a partner in everything that you like. Your growth journey, you can be growing, but you need to find someone who understands what it is for you to want to grow. Can it be someone or something? It could be something as well. Mm. It could be something. It could be you know, um, I would time myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I would set a reminder to protect this practice. I could put it in my daily things to do. Mm-hmm. It could be every time I walk by this particular place or every time I, you know, you need to trick yourself. Exactly. It could even be, you know, when I'm walking to, I mean, speaking like for myself as a a woman, as an adult, a working mom, whatever, I could say, okay, when I'm driving to work, I would look straight ahead and use my mirrors, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't have the radio on. Mm. I wouldn't have. And it, I'll put my phone on vibrate or something. And mm. um, for a child, it could be, well, when I'm going to school, when I'm being taken to school, I'm going to shut my eyes mm. and just listen to the car horns, the music mm-hmm. outside. Nice I would one. request, you know. So I think it's, that's true. Protecting it is probably tying it to something yeah. that is non-negotiable. Like, like yeah, yeah, things that you find yourself in anyway. Exactly. exactly. Because you're not going to drastically change your life to make this yeah, change. You're you going to have to use the things that you have around you present. in your normal daily life yeah. to bring in a new practice. Yeah, exactly. So you're going to be able to protect it using the normal things. It could be... Every time I open the fridge. Yeah, every time I open the fridge. <laughs> I'm exactly. Kind of now. <laughs> well, yeah, but we're not eating anything. We've awesome. Been, we've had some food and some wine. I've had great conversation. You know, I love you. Love you too. So, thank you everyone for listening. Hopefully, we'll get you all engaged, empowered, uh, ready to grow, and we'll create more content. See you next episode. Saying anything for um, just plan, uh, practice, and protect. Yeah.